0: hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast today we've got a familiar name we're going to bring on the show it's matt fisher who you may know as mr short game
1: he's killing it on youtube
0: he really is and uh we had a lot of fun and this is a series we're going to have continuing uh going on of bringing some of the golf content creators out there on the show, and then getting a little bit more of their background, because there's a lot of guys out there that we're watching them, we're learning from them on YouTube, but we don't really get the chance to get to know them very well or their journey. Right. In case in point here, uh, Mr. Short Game Matt has had explosive growth, as you were saying, on YouTube, especially in the last year or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's been doing some really fun in, Not on top of his instructional series. He's he's launched a podcast, which has been doing incredibly well. And he does some other stuff that's a little bit more entertainment, like where you visit some of these golf courses these that are
1: uber exclusive. Yeah, yeah,
0: very expensive. golf. What it's like inside of a uh, quarter million dollar golf membership. And. Because he's had so much explosive growth, I'll even admit to it, you know, we've had you know a relationship with him in passing here and there for the last couple of years, um, but I had no idea that he actually started on YouTube like 14 years ago.
1: Yeah, nuts, right?
0: It really is. And you go back, and we were watching some of his old videos, and usually old videos are cringeworthy. We watch some of our old videos, they're very cringeworthy. Um, I'm really impressed. Yeah, he seems... Pretty comfortable in front of the camera. Very comfortable, and he's presenting his drills. So Matt's a guy who's been out there, you know, really grinding on YouTube for f- twelve to fourteen years now, and um, I think he gives a lot of value to his viewers, and I think that that is why he's seen such explosive growth. I think he's coming up; he just actually crossed the threshold of three hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt he's a he's a hard worker in the content space, and we've we've seen him you know numerous times. I mean, we're seeing him at Demo Day from across the way, and this guy he's got a he's got a tripod strapped to his back with all these cameras, and I think he's a one man shop. Yeah, he's doing it as a one man shop. I'm excited. We got a ton of great questions to ask him, and I even heard that he pursued acting in Hollywood. I want to ask him some questions about that. Yeah, too. we've
0: got a lot because I think this that's why it's so interesting. We we've got this you know the the roundup as a golfer that. The, you make the rounds on YouTube of, of the different creators that you hit, and you get these quick tips, and it helps you out. And you're able to, you know, deploy them out on the golf course. But we often take it for granted and don't actually often get to know the person behind the tips, right? Exactly, you know what I mean. Um, so I think this is why we've wanted to do this series where we bring these content creators on, like Rick we did recently That's and right. really dive into the backstory. how did you get started? Because I, I immediately when I see something like this, when I go back to the beginning of his YouTube channel and I see these videos he was making 14 years ago, the first question I have is like, okay, tell me about this. Tell me about how you got your start. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully you guys are as interested as we are in this. Uh, so we're excited to bring him on the show. So let's not wait any longer. Let's jump right into our interview with Matt Fisher, as you know him, Mr. Short Game.
1: All right. I want to welcome Matt Fisher, a.k.a. Mr. Short Game to the Golf Podcast. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Hey, you know, it's long overdue. I mean, we've got a lot of questions we want to ask you today. Uh, We're going to talk about your incredible growth on YouTube. We've been watching it. You've had a lot of success, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, But before we do all that, something we like to do with our guests is travel back in time. And Uh upon doing this research, I know you (laughs) hear an uh-oh on the other side of the screen. In 2007, you uploaded your first face in front of the camera video. I think you called yourself the golf man. And uh-huh. uh, your first vlog style video. It seems like you've been like doing this for 15 years now. I mean, wow. How Admittedly, did it- I didn't even know YouTube went back that far. Exactly you know and and so so where did it start mm. from you take us back i mean you were co- you started as a coach when and and when did the youtube start
0: and one thing i want to interject yeah. too is but yeah. Yeah. most of us cringe when we go back and watch our first videos big time but yet you were very yeah. comfortable on camera i mean your your video your video production quality has gone way up but i'll be honest with you some of your first videos could almost stand today so you were wow. very comfortable on camera. I, I tipped my hat to you there.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I was looking back. I, I still cringe at those because they're so bad, but I did have somewhat of, you know, I was in LA, everybody acts. So I did, you know, auditions and things like that. So you, I was semi comfortable in front of the camera back in the early days.
1: And did you score any gigs doing that? Or what was that like?
2: Um, yeah, I got, uh, I wasn't a, a direct TV commercial and, and then I did some voiceover gig. I did, I got some more, more voiceover work than anything, which probably helps more than the on-camera stuff, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I bet. I mean, you look super which, comfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, you coming right on screen and talking directly into the camera and it was just like, Hey, this
0: guy seems like he's done this a long time. Yeah. But is it, <laughs> it was golf tips from, from the outset. Yes. You know, some people, they, yeah, them with different things. So that shows me, you know, You're obviously intertwining with golf goes way back, but what, what was it back then? Were you, uh, an instructor and then looking to, to get into the digital space or tell us about that journey, about where golf comes in. So,
2: okay, well, going all the way to the beginning, um, I mean, YouTube started in Oh five and I was an editor in the, in Hollywood. And so YouTube initially was a, a dating website. So, but all of us editors, like it was like editors and real estate agents used YouTube from the beginning, because for, for us, it was a place to put our work so that we could send to people and say, Hey, look at the commercials I edited or whatever the work I did. Mm-hmm. So that's how far back I go like from the very beginning using YouTube. And then that first one was probably with me and my son. And I was like, okay, I'm coaching my kids and let me... You know put videos together doing that because ultimately i wanted to do freelance work in the production space with golf clients so i was like all right let me build a youtube channel for that and that's kind of how it started and then i just coached my kids
0: gotcha and how about your own kind of experience with the game yeah i I believe you played college yeah golf, correct? But were you, were you, other than yeah. that, were you doing any other type of in, outside instruction or?
2: No, like, so I started when I was 18 golfing. That was like the first time I played a round of golf. And then I, three and a half years later, I walked on and played for San Diego state for my last year of college. So that, that was kind of my college golf experience, but the way i kind of i never i t- i tried to take a lesson but this the instructor was just so discouraging and i just hated it and he really kind of talked down to me in in the sense that like you'll never be as good as pros or you'll never hit it as far as them and i was like well you know why not like i'm only 18 and they're like oh they start really young and you're you're 18 and i was like yeah but like they're 10 their swing speed's like nothing and I'm 18, at least I have a full, like I got full strength here. Yeah. So I just didn't get it. And it, and I said, forget you. So I'm going to go and learn on my own. And so I basically just taught myself golf using the same methods that I used playing every other sport growing up, which was, okay, you do this drill and then you do another drill and you do another drill. And then uh, pretty soon you go play. And so that's kind of the basic way i taught myself
0: gotcha and then that you could see kind of bleeds through in the way that you now teach because i see very often the vibe is you can do you guys can do this watch watch this is how this is done this is not you know you could get this so that's kind of yeah in a way kind of maybe set that path for you saying like i don't want someone to tell me i can't i want someone who tells me i can
2: 100 and like even when i taught my kids growing up you know since they were two, three years old, they're hitting balls. I just had them do little drills, uh, growing up. So they're chipping, trying to chip it in a circle or trying to hit little knockdown shots or high shots, whatever it was, it was always some drill thing. It wasn't so much, you know, put your hand here, do this with your wrist, do this, do that. It was so non-technical stuff. And I was like, man, they got really good on that junior golf level. And so I was thinking, Hey, this is how I'd like to teach. And, and, you know if i were to teach that's how i would want to do it what's kind of the the way i, w- I went
1: about it Makes so, sense. so back on the videos just you know what was it like i mean you're pretty much like an like is it safe to say you're like an og in golf youtube content I'm going back that <laughs> you long
0: better be going back that far yeah. i mean
1: when we had rick shields on the show i think he mentioned he like it was 11 12 years ago you're 15 years or so i mean you got to be one of yeah. the ogs and just kept the i do on. look at that yeah i looked at that i'm like man i I think I had like the
2: first golf instructional video on on YouTube. And I I say to myself, I wish I had done it every day, you know, since that point. But there was, you know, I didn't think you could make any money or make a, I didn't think there was any potential of work when it came to YouTube and and golf. Like people were kind of doing it, but they weren't, they were like, whatever, movie reviewers or Mm -hmm. at the, you know, in the early days, there wasn't anybody making money.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of like. Us with the podcast, I mean, we laugh and joke about how we were, I think, one of the first three golf podcasts eight years ago. Uh, One was Golf Smarter with Fred Green. Yep. And the other one was- He might have been the first. Mm. He might have been the first. And then there was like a disc golf. And now, fast forward- Oh, yeah. There's a ton of them. And uh, at the time, we said the same thing. There's no money in this. It's just Frank and I talking to each other uh, once a week. (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: we had an excuse to get away with talking golf, and our wives wouldn't yell at us, because any other time- Every time we get together for dinner, the four of us would go out. They're like, "All you guys do is talk golf." So we said, "Let's create a space where we can create a space for that." (laughs) But so you, so where did the switch happen then for you from going from using it as YouTube as this platform to kind of upload a portfolio to saying like, "Hey, there's something going on here. Let me give it a little bit more of a direct of its own focus."
2: Yeah. um, Well, let's see. So whatever, oh seven, oh eight, when the first video, you know. It was a way for me to get freelance gigs in the golfing space, which allowed me to kind of just go on golf trips, whatever, like I'm going to do a project for these people and they take me to Arizona or the PGA show or wherever. So it was an excuse just to do golf stuff. And I never thought of it other than like, Hey, it'd be cool if I had my own production company making golf content and I was in. LA working. And so I thought well, I, one day I want to create a golf show and sell it. And that's the way I kind of wanted to, or thought that I would, you know, make things happen. Hmm. Um, and so I actually did create a golf show, pitched it. It was, um, it was stolen. Ooh. It was a funny story, but it was totally stolen. Uh, and it was taken to a golf network at the time they were just launching and they, they really launched our agent that said, uh, they're choosing between your show and one other. And it was exactly the same show. They're like, it's weird. It's almost the same thing. It's just with this guy. And we're like, uh, we sent him our video oh. because of, somebody knew him as famous guy. They're like, this guy is pitching his own show. It's very similar to yours when I go and that guy stole our <laughs> show. So but it was good that network went up and down. They went down in flames. So um it, it was great. Yeah. Is, and is nothing it nothing ever happened?
1: To get, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> very similar. Yeah, I was very similar. <laughs> it's very similar.
1: <laughs> is it a good to, to get a show on a on a main network still, or is that idea kind of gone?
2: <laughs> no, not anymore. That that was um Yeah, I think so I would just do it on YouTube now. I wouldn't necessarily need a, a show on network. I yeah. It's almost the you other You can just do it now. on your it's own. Like
0: the, right. the traditional network shows want to know how to, to make it on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost, it's the roles have completely switched. Right.
2: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: So, so now, so then that, obviously that passes by that opportunity. And then you just kind of kept saying like, okay, finding what's working, that slow grind with YouTube as all YouTubers go through is just kind of seeing like, what, what's my audience enjoying and just doing more and more of it. I would imagine that most of that was hinging Mm -hmm. on the instruction for quite some time, you know, as I look through your, your huge catalog of videos.
2: Yeah. I have a lot now. Uh, okay. So around 2016, I, I was working for a company and they, they, well, the owner, she, uh, huge crook, She's on the run from the FBI now. Embezzling, she stole fifteen million dollars from a, a bank and flew, uh, escaped to to another country. But when I was working for her for like six or so years, she, uh, uh, we she we were creating television shows. And in twenty sixteen, I mean she she was just a huge crook. So I was like, okay, I can't be, I can't work here anymore. And so people just weren't getting paid. So I did a lot of things to make sure I got, I got paid, which ultimately led her. To not to not want me working there anymore which is fine with me so all of 20 the rest that was around may or so of 2016 and then uh, I was just searching for work that whole for a whole year and I could find nothing and so in 2017 at the end of 2017 I'm dead broke wife three kids couldn't pay a mortgage tried everything had I didn't know what to do and a buddy of mine was saying why don't you do your youtube channel Uh, You know, it seems to be like something people would be interested in. And I was like, you can't make any, are people making money? So I didn't really ever watch YouTube then, very little. And so he sent me a few channels like uh, Casey Neistat and Peter Mm -hmm. McKinnon and a couple other guys that knew like how to do YouTube stuff. And he's like, watch these. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, but golf, like, you know, is anybody, and there was a few guys, there were not that many back then. Right. And I'm like, all right. All right. So I watch a lot of like instructional golf videos and I just said to myself, all right, don't make them like that. Just whatever you do, I don't want it boring. So I, I was like, okay, how can I do this? And I said, all right, I'll just do this other stuff and try to make it exciting. And I had no option. Like literally I have no job. I have no money. I don't know how I'm paying the mortgage month to month. I'm selling all my camera gear. I sold all my computer. I sold everything. And I said to my wife, I came home, I said, I, I, all I got, I'm going to just do YouTube every day.
1: And she's like, all right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's like, like, all right. And like, how long did it take from that conversation to when you started to see that AdSense revenue start to come in and make you happy, make you feel Yeah, happy? Yeah. Uh,
2: it, it, so yeah, that, here's where the grind begins. So 2018, as I kind of look at it, it's like the beginning of 2018 is like the kickoff where I really was like, I'm all in
0: back against the wall, all in back against the wall it sounds i had
2: no other choice and literally i'm thinking to myself every door i try to open shuts every with work with freelance work with whatever and i was editing occasionally for a company that made youtube videos for uh they they disney ended up buying that company so it was disney and i'm thinking all right they're spending tons of money on these videos and I'm thinking, I, I know I could get that many views on my golf videos. I just know it. And these weren't even any good. And I'm like, plus I'm doing those. And I'm like, so they were all right. They weren't that horrible, but they were. <laughs> and I, I was like, all right, if I could just do that for myself, we're get game over. So I started doing it. I uploaded literally every day. I mean, I'd be just in my backyard. Literally, I'll tell you, I had no money for range balls. This is how broke I was. I had no money for a range balls. So I I had to get balls that I had left over and a range basket that I borrowed borrowed from the golf course. And I would just carry that around my backyard and hit chip shots. And I put up a net and I'm hitting into this net. And you know, one out of 10 balls goes through the net into like who knows what house behind me. Um and, and then there are these acrobatters. There was acrobatic people that were that lived behind us, so I, I couldn't go out there where they're doing all their tricks because a ball would literally kill one of them while well, they're like in midair doing a flip, and I had like chickens and roosters running around, and you know, I'm like, what? And I'm just laughing. I have an iPhone 6s with like a wide-angle lens. It overheats. I'm putting it in the freezer in between shots, and I'm thinking, is this is this where my life? has evolved to all these years. And, and I was like, all right, people, people," I went from like 10 views a day on a video to, to 50. And then I remember when I got to, wow, that video got a hundred views today. I was like, you know, bouncing off the walls. I couldn't believe it. And I just kept, it just kept growing and growing and growing.
0: Incredible. That, that right there, you just defined the YouTube grind. Mm -hmm. that's just yeah yeah. so and then i guess so the main thing was the two things that kept you going was that you were seeing some moderate growth in the beginning it was trending in the right direction and the second one was Mm -hmm. that you were literally all in because that became your career whether you liked it or not at that moment that was your decision to make that your career and is that because that that's sometimes i find that's the hardest part a lot of youtubers quit early they quit before It happens before they get picked up and it starts to, the channel starts to grow. So your motivation was that you were seeing some growth. I would imagine you were, even though it was a wild ride, you were enjoying it. Um, is that what kind of helped you hang on through that tough time?
2: Man, I'll tell you, I wanted to quit every week. I went through this just lull of like, I, I can't do this. I can't, I mean, I loved the golf, obviously I loved, um, making videos i loved it and the grind wasn't so hard because in the television world i made like on-air promos so i'm doing these promotions for tv shows and literally you're you have to do one a day like a a show would air five days a week you got to do a promo every day so the editing piece of it i didn't care that was easy i could do i could edit videos all day Mm. uh but i'm like I just, it was the doubt of whether or not this was going to turn into anything was every week. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. And then I would get an email or somebody would comment on the video, like, thanks, this is the best. Like, keep it up. Keep up the good work. I appreciate all you're doing. And then I'd get every now and then probably once a week, I'd get an email of somebody who was like, dude, I was down and out. I, I wanted to give up the game and I came across your video and it helped me so much. And those ones just kept me going. I'm like, all right, that that strung me along for another two weeks yeah. and then I'd get another one and it would just keep me going. I'm like, all right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, and there were times I'm like, I need another email. Otherwise I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this.
1: <laughs> you know, it, 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 it seems like you found a little bit of a stride, uh, starting to do course vlogs, starting to collaborate with more YouTubers like golf holics, for example, was that mm-hmm. at the time where you were saying, all right, this
0: is starting to work. Or was there one single moment that kind of, turned the corner for you or was it just these little bits? Yeah, it's
2: funny. Like when I was like struggling to let's say pay the bills, I would, I would tell my wife like, okay, if I get to 50,000 subscribers just based on the numbers, I think that will pay our bills. I think we're right there. So it was like, just let me get there. And so there wasn't like a one video that was like, skyrocketed me, uh, you know, beyond all the others Uh, at that time. It was just, all right, they're, they're just growth like steps. And I was like, all right, I probably need that. I don't need to be like one hit wonder guy here as much as I wanted to. Like I wanted that viral video just to, you know, pop off and you're, you're like, well, you get like a hundred thousand subscribers like in a month, that would be great. But that never happened. So yeah, it was that daily. It was just that slow growth that that kept me going. And then the I did collaborate with Golf Holics a lot. I still do because you know we were close. They were in San Diego. I was in L.A. So I was like, all right, they're the closest ones to me. How do I figure this out? And they were doing pretty good at the time. So we we got together, and and that was good. That that helped. And then we're you know we still do stuff to this day
0: together. Right, but you're now you're you're no longer there you've had the big move yeah. moving across the country to Georgia. Now, what was the motivation for that, that big move?
2: It's a good question. Uh, okay. So that's a good question. You know, I, I was always looking to move just, I felt like I wanted a change of scenery. I grew up in California. love it. But then I think My mom had moved up to Washington state and she was the only one kind of, she was in San Diego. So I was like, and she needed help with my stepdad at the time. And so once she was gone up in uh, Washington, I felt like, Hey, there's, I don't need to stay here. And at the same time, like, uh, YouTube is paying the bills. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we could go anywhere. So I literally got out a map and just said, okay, if we could live anywhere, what would we like to try out? And then obviously that was right when COVID hit, and things were kind of getting crazy in LA. And we lived in a great little neighborhood, but there were uh, uh, our mailboxes were getting broken into every night. Uh, our cars you leave your car open. Someone's opening it every night. And we mm-hmm. lived in this neighborhood called, they called it like a candy cane lane is where everybody does their house at Christmas, mm-hmm. all the lights and people come from all these other neighborhoods and drive around. So it was, it was a pretty nice LA neighborhood, but then COVID hit. And I was like, all right, let's just, I had the chickens. I had a garden. I'm like, let's just grow our own food. Cause Costco was empty. And it was, it, you know, but then I was thinking, hey, if things really get go south, like everybody's gonna know we've got food right. <laughs> and we're done. Like they're, they're gonna get us. <laughs> so then that that's, we're, yeah, I can't, you know, compete against what, seven, 10 million people in LA, like, or in the neighborhood if they know you got all the food in the neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah, then we just said, we picked Georgia. Let's go and try it out. <laughs>
0: I, I feel like it's it's not uh, too unfamiliar of a story to a lot of people because we see it here, New York City. I mean, mass exodus around, you know, with COVID. And uh, I think the city, I'm a big fan of the city and I think it'll bounce back. But we see it, we we both, our office and we both live just outside the city. And, and we've seen real mm-hmm. estate skyrocket as people want to just kind of make that move and, and get away from some of the more urban areas from that kind of whiplash of COVID. But... Um, I guess the, the, a big silver lining though, is, is that it seems like with the move, you've got this new studio, which is, looks awesome. You know, just was this where you were now able to kind of build it out the way you wanted to have it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so when I came out here, I was looking for a home. I was like, okay, I need a studio where I could shoot. Cause the, the weather's a little different here than California. You know, it's going to rain, it's humid, it's hot, there's bugs, so, so away from I can't in
0: your backyard with acrobats in the background. Let's put it this way: <laughs> yes. you've come a, a very long way, production-wise, here. <laughs> <I'd say
2: so. laughs> I know I, people always send me a message, like oh, I miss the chickens. I miss the chickens. I said, do you know how many times I had to re-shoot something because a, a rooster crowed or you know something <laughs> weird happened? Anyways, yeah. So moving out here, I was like, all right. uh, let me, let me build a studio in the basement. And that's, that was always the plan. And so then I was like, you know, the channel grew enough to where I was able to do that and get the track man and build the studio. And that's really been good for, you know, a lot of the product review stuff, or when you're reviewing a driver, you want, they want, people want numbers, realistic numbers Mm -hmm. that, that they, they, they can trust.
0: Right. And you've got such a great controlled environment there. I imagine it makes it even easier to shoot because you've got everything ready to go. You get to just Mm -hmm. go and and, and put it on. But as far as the content goes, uh, um, the instruction itself, how do you go about that? Like picking what you're going to talk about? Is it that you know, are you doing some coaching? And I hear some people will say they'll pick it based on uh, what they see their students struggling with. Others, they'll just know that there's just some common things that a lot of people are searching for those answers on YouTube. And they know that there's some answers that they can, they can help give their offering to. Uh, What's your process in saying, like, this is the next video I'm going to shoot?
2: Yeah, uh, good question. There's so I have a I have categories of let's say video subjects that, uh, that I'll do like um, I do ones called like never do this. Right. So that's a whole series of videos Mm -hmm. and, and um, then I just brainstorm like, okay, what are some things I would never do? Like, Oh, never, never lift your shoulders or come out of your spine angle. All right, never do that. And then I just write down all the things you would never do. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, um, and I try to get really specific, for example, like uh, I don't wanna, and I do it sometimes, but I don't wanna do a video that says how to fix your slice. Cause that's pretty generic. I would do, I would write down, I mean, I've got notebooks here, like lying around that I write all my stuff in, you know, just everywhere. Uh, and I'll, I'll write like, okay, the number one reason your left hand is causing your slice so that's a lot more specific yeah and so things like that i i I find i have found are more get more views than the big generic ones because you know somebody's like oh what's wrong with my left hand Mm -hmm. oh i gotta watch that and then i get real specific on that or um yeah so that that's kind of the process i have categories i've got like five or six different categories and then i just try to stick in there. And then sometimes I'll do the same video in two different categories, right? Like never do this, Everybody, never do this with your left hand yeah. because right. It causes a giant slice, but, and because each category too kind of appeals to a different audience, some video, some categories appeal to a younger audience and some to an older audience. So I can literally do the same video sort, you know, sort of, but then I just tailor make it for an audience that's 50 to 60 year old men versus the 25 year old guy they like two totally different styles of of video Yeah. so i can do literally two videos they're similar they're just edited or put together in a different way to appeal to the the audience that it's that's going to click on it
0: yeah and i mean D- Speaking about different audience, I know you're probably thinking I asked the same thing about the the new series. He's yeah, done.
1: I just you know, I want to talk about what's really popped off for you. And that's this exclusive country club <laughs> visits. I mean, it seems you like you found, you know, the bangers and it seems like you're smart enough to know if something works, just keep doing it. So what happened there? Mm-hmm. Did You just happen to go visit one and say, I'm going to do this video. And then it ripped and you're like, hey, I got to keep doing these.
2: So. So, yeah, so I. I always, so that's, it's part of what my show was that I created was going to these exclusive country clubs and showing people around. Mm-hmm. And there was good, there's a celebrity piece of that, that I wanted in, but then obviously it's just me. So I don't have that. And, uh, you know, some celebrities might not be good on camera or whatever. So I, I just wanted to eliminate that piece of it and just say, look, I'm just going to do it. Kind of the Casey Neistat style where he did the, the airplane first-class reviews. Yep. Yep. I was like, love man, those. I love those videos. So I said, right. I'm just going to kind of do the country club version of that. And they love,
1: they love those behind the scenes. They, all they do.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, the country clubs hate it. Of course. Some <laughs> of them, of course, like I've had to pull a couple down. Oh no really? way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the first one I did, uh, they made me, they made me pull it down. And uh, th- it's sad because what they did was they kind of strong armed the charity that I promoted during the video, like a charity invited me out. And I played in this charity event at this big country club. And it was the the most pop, it was the first one and was the most popular private exclusive tour video I did. Mm-hmm. And then they said to that charity, luckily it was like five or six months later, but they said, Hey, he needs to pull that down or you can't have your tournament here again.
0: Oh, wow. That's a real strong arm. So
2: yeah. So obviously I'm not going to like jeopardize them. So I, I pulled right. it down, but, but it might find its way back some, some way or another, I, I encourage people to, to reach out to that country, because in, in, at the end of the day, like it, look what dude perfect did it uh, at Augusta. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't do much different than they did except they got permission. I didn't, you know, okay, you got permission.
1: That's what I want to ask you. Do you go into these shoots just hoping no one complains or do you actually get permission at most places? No, I just go, I go. (laughs) Uh, You're honest.
2: I shoot first, ask questions later. Because look, there's so much red tape for like, hey, we want a YouTuber to come and uh, cruise around, do whatever, like, and then they're going to want to look at it and approve it. Obviously, if it's Augusta National, that would be something... I yeah, for sure, but you know I just shoot and um I did the first one I did call and say hey, is it a problem if I shoot there? And they're like, "No, no, we've had other YouTubers shoot here." And I said, "Fantastic." And I said, "Can I fly a drone?" And she said, uh, "Yeah, no problem. But you know, just be careful." And I said, "Okay, no problem." And so th- but they didn't know I was going to be in the locker room and in the shower and doing all that, but whatever. That that's what people love these younger kids, they love to see that, that behind the scenes, they want to feel like they have all access. Yeah, for sure. And it, it just helps it. They don't realize it, but it does help grow the game. Everybody wants, they say they want to help grow the game, but then when people actually do grow the game and they're not necessarily like, it wasn't their idea, then they're not real happy about it for some reason.
0: Yeah. Luckily, a lot of these clubs are starting to come around, but we sense it. We can get a vibe in two seconds of whether a club gets it or not. If yeah. We're going somewhere we're going to film, of whether they, they know it's great exposure versus other ones. They're just like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And honestly, we just move on. And you know what
1: <laughs> we do? And you know what's funny? You know what Smart. most artists just yeah. want in return? They just want the drone footage. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, it's cool. Can we get oh, really? footage by the way?" A lot way? of them
0: will say, "Yeah, if you give us all the drone uh, footage to reuse for our <laughs> website, cuz a lot of these guys look, you know, people come in and charge them a couple thousand bucks to fly, you know, give them drone flyovers." Like we're doing it anyway. Here's the That's footage. a good idea. You yeah. use this all you it's- want. But yeah, we're we've been kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of permission asking because we're operating on such a thin margin of when we're available to shoot. We physically in our schedule couldn't afford to do a day shoot and then not be able to use the content. Right. So a lot of times we'll go yeah. through that whole approval process, but someone says no, we should move on. The only time we ever had to take a video down was with Golf No, that's oh, Bob. That's, that's a that's, different Bob. One. Was a whole separate Bob story. Bob was we a whole
1: different up, thing. Yeah. An oh, with I, Bob I remember Manry. that one.
0: I don't know I if you. <laughs> yeah, were you in the around the PGA show that year? You might have been. He was there.
1: That's his twenty. I was nineteen. What year was it? 2020, right it was before
0: COVID lockdown. 2020. That was I crazy. was at
2: the show that year, but I didn't um You guys played with Bob Mentory, right?
0: Yeah, he well originally broke. what we were supposed to do was play with golf holics. That was the time we were gonna finally collab yeah. with them. We, and they were possibly gonna play with Bob. And long story short, we were all talking, we like, sure, Bob, like come come join us if you want. And then we we're waiting, and he never showed up. So we told the guys, like, let's just tee off. Long story short, Bob. Meets us by, he catches up with us by like the second hole. It's nine in the morning. He's got yeah. what? Three pina coladas? Three pina
1: coladas. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: we had a great time. We had a wild time. It yeah. was fun. We we don't really do any of that stuff on our channel. We don't drinking or whatever. We, we bleeped out any yeah. thing that he did. But we had fun and we enjoyed the day with him. But I guess uh, we got a, a note later on from his legal team that he had a big deal coming up uh, with Buffalo Wild Wings, and our, our video was jeopardizing the deal. And we said, I don't oh, understand how, because no. our video was very tame compared to anything that's on his social media. But, you know, we don't want to yeah. burn any friendships so respectfully. We we kind of just kind of took it down. It wasn't a huge deal for us. But as you, but the time I'm thinking of, the only time we took it down was, this is not knowing and not coming from a content world. Uh, we got media credentials for the first oh. time for a PGA Tour event. So we said, this is great. Oh, we're yeah. here as media. So we filmed the full vlog while we were there. Clueless. Clueless about it. Oh, we no. We were talking about oh, players. No, they don't we like had, that. Oh, we <laughs> had players on this thing. We had everything. Uh, and uh, long story short, they caught up with us. And then you, now they did, like, you guys, you can't do that. You it's ever a, want to come back? They're like, again. it's a different credentialing if you want to take a video camera out there. We're like, well, what are we doing here then? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: thankfully, they did allow us to film the pro am. Yes. We did have to pay them for that, believe it or not. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, we can only show 30 seconds of Molinari's swing, mm-hmm. my playing partner, and, and, and 90
0: total seconds of you. And like
1: 90 seconds of me. The rest was just talking so we had to the get camera. crafty
0: that day. But at least we learned the rules. But so- prior to that, we had no idea.
1: Yeah,
2: so the PGA Tour wants to grow the game of golf. They have you come out there to film, but you just can't use any of
1: the footage.
0: Exactly, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> right? much. That makes a lot of That's sense to me. It's wild. <laughs> so I
1: wanted to ask you this, back uh, on your content. You are still a one-man team out there. Is that right? It's just you that and you is camp? true,
2: yes. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about editing? Yeah, That's a lot of work. I do all that too currently. Oh. Most of it. Sometimes my kids will edit for me a little bit. Okay. I know I got to hire an editor, but you know, that's the thing. I I do. I do. There's some, there's certain things where I'm editing it and I'm like, nobody would just know to do this Mm. and take this out. Or like, I'll say something. I'm like, I just don't like the way that comes across. And I guess I could watch it and tell people to take it out, but it's just for now faster for me to do it. But yeah, I am looking to, to, to expand and, and hire somebody to to do it all.
0: Yeah. We're yeah. in the same boat. We're I mean, I s- can't tell you how many times I, I'll say even to Mike, I'll be like, Mike, by the time I explain what I want done in this edit and come back with all the revisions yeah. to the editor, I just could do it myself in that time frame. But we right. we run to the but, same problem. It gets to a point where you can only handle just so much, and it it hinders your own growth until you can start to bring other people on the team. But where mm-hmm. we've had
1: success, Matt, with that is now we've got Zach. I don't know, Zach. You want to say hello to Matt? There he is. Hey, Zach. <laughs> you Zach, can't hear. Nice to meet you, Matt. <laughs> there it is. So, Zach, <laughs> yeah, you too. Work? for a year now and he's has become one of our video editors and it's just been he's here with us we're over his shoulder showing him how we do things and how we like it and he's learning it now he's got it back of the hand it took a little bit of a learning curve but you're right i mean we've had it sending out to people on upwork and other editors and some of them just don't get it you know it's hard to find that editor slow road gets it. that's for sure yeah for sure but it's um, crazy that you're still doing it all the same all, all on your on your own that's wild
2: Yeah. I feel like, like with the style I've created in the videos that if I were to have a camera operator and I've done it a couple of times, uh, I feel like I might lose something, at least in terms of the style of the video, but I don't know if it's like detrimental or anything. Yeah. There's plenty of guys who have camera operators out there to Mm -hmm. help. It, it, it is a way easier when you do that for sure. For sure.
1: And I'm going to talk to you about some of those other content creators in a second, but we're just going to do a quick ad break and we will be right back with more from Mr. Short Game.
0: All right. Well, our interview with Mr. Short Game, Short Game, it's a perfect time to talk about the Vokey SM9 wedges. There you go. Which we got dialed in recently uh, and can't say enough great things about them. They truly are a product of superior handcrafted technology and each one, as the Vokey team says, is an instrument of creative con- creative control. Uh, they're created from the most advanced materials, engineered to deliver ideal flight and spin, and grinds designed to release your best wedge play possible. And that's something we really learned firsthand. We recently did a, a wedge fitting, and that's what it came down to, was Kevin working with Kevin Sprecher from the Titleist Regional Fitting Center and helping us really unlock what best fit our different swings. And so interesting, you and I being such different golfers, there was different things in there for each one of us. Mm-hmm. Bob Vokey talked about it, about being the, the ultimate in optionality. There are so many great options. And truly, there are many ways to make a wedge, but there's only one way to make a Vokey. So visit the Vokey Design SM9 Wedges uh, on the Vokey website. And I'm going to encourage you guys to do this. Go get fit. The nice thing about so many options are there are so many, truly so many options to get you mm-hmm. fit into. But I think the little bit of that guidance under someone who knows what they're doing, knows how to get you dialed at that bounce, the the, uh, the loft, the grind, it really will revolutionary revolutionize your game. And as of when this video is coming out on our main channel, we're going to be dropping our video of our fitting and including a massive mm. Vokey giveaway in there. You're not going to want to miss that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to the main channel. Hit the bell so you don't miss... Uh, these big announcements, but we got a fun giveaway we're putting together for you guys. As I said, though, if you watch the video, you'll see as we get taken through the process. But feeling it firsthand, I can't tell you enough how you guys got to go out there, you got to try these for yourselves. The new SM9s, they are just the latest in a long line of incredible advancements in Vokey, and we're loving them. So stay tuned for the giveaway and make sure you check out Voki Wedges this season.
1: And guys, bring some heat to your game with the all-new Fuel golf shoes from FootJoy. I mean, they're stylish. They deliver the fit and comfort of a sneaker. And they're packed full of golf-specific innovation for men, women, and juniors. Tons of vibrant colors. Frank, I know you were wearing them out there today during that wedge fitting. Uh, incredibly comfortable. Terrific traction. And they have that athletic look, like that sneaker look. They're very light. Super light. Uh, uh, Foot Joy Fuel appeals to players of all levels of the game. Uh, whether you're wearing shorts, you know, long pants, playing nine holes, playing 36 holes, whatever it is that you're doing for your golf game, Foot Joy, Foot Joy Fuel has been engineered to bring some serious heat to your game. Learn more about these shoes at footjoy.com.
0: Yeah, and of course, we want to thank Precision Pro. Guys, we've been loving the new R1 Smart Rangefinder and The A-Smart speaker, we've been using them more on the course. If you watch our regular videos, you see us out there firing pins, getting our yardages, and it's truly revolutionary what they've done as far as a smart, a smart rangefinder. We did a whole video on this, uh, but what's so revolutionary is that when we were used to getting our yardages when we fire Mm. the pin, uh, before, it was great getting the number and getting the slope adjustment. Now right. we've got something called My Slope. So paired with the Precision Pro, the R1, and the A speaker, you've got the Precision Pro app, which is an incredibly user-friendly app. And it allows you to go in there and enter your individual launch characteristics, how far you hit the ball, what is your launch angle. You enter that for each club and it's going to use that to become a smart caddy for you out there. So the MySlope is going to give you a number personalized to you and you see that right in the rangefinder but you can also find it in the app which I find myself pulling out on the golf course often because it has incredible GPS you can drag around you know around the screen and get all your yardages it's seamless it's quick it's easy to use and because it's smart it features things like find my rangefinder which came in a lot of handy for us first time back out on the golf course this spring still a little bit rusty in what we're doing and of course we both left our range Not finders. just you,
1: both of us. Both of us left our rangefinders
0: <laughs> behind. Luckily, you pull up the Find My Rangefinder app. We know where we left them at the course. We were able to go back and get them. So make sure you check it out. In fact, if you want to see more about the R1 rangefinder. We did a whole video on it when we played the tips at Patriot Hills. Mm-hmm. That was our first use of it and we've been addicted to it ever since. And don't forget to use coupon code Golficity on the Precision Pro website. Get the maximum discount. They've been very generous to offer a great discount for the Golficity community. Uh, but it truly is revolutionary rangefinder and the, the A Smart Speaker is a lot of fun out there the thing bumps it does bump it does. it does so all right guys let's get back into our interview with mr short game all right so back with matt and one thing we started talking about was just in general the youtube space and content creators and stuff like that go it's, it's a vastly changed landscape from where you were when you started another thing we talk about is kind of growing the game um but what's your feeling on golf youtube as a as its own animal right now, is it oversaturated? Is it that there's room for everyone and everyone's, everyone should have a voice in it. Um, What's your feeling on it now? Because it is, it is quite crowded, but in a way to me, Mm -hmm. that kind of shows that the game is pretty strong. If there's that much interest. And
1: I'll take it a step further and add to that, like a Garrett and Micah going and doing a, or a grant doing an exclusive country club video. That's clearly gave you a shout out, but that mm-hmm. video is gonna refer people to your video. I mean, what's your thoughts on all that?
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's great, and I I love I love what they did, and I, I read a bunch of those comments, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, you know, we love Mister Short Games, you know." Private, yeah. like it's cool, and all that stuff is great. Is it oversaturated? No. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, what's too much? Just because you watch one of. the you know, your videos doesn't mean you're not going to watch one of my videos, right? people who are watching golf videos are going to watch golf videos and they're going to watch a bunch of different kinds. And like, if you don't like my video, like it's not, you're not going to watch it just because I'm the only guy doing it. Right. That's the, if you're not, if you don't like me, you're just not going to watch my videos no matter what. Right, right. So it doesn't matter how many people are out there. You, you, there should be content that you like to watch yeah. and so my job is to produce content hopefully that people like and i'm yeah. not it, and what i love about youtube is like we're not competitors we're collaborators we're all going to help one another grow the space and the way i see it is hey there's one guy out there with 2 million subscribers and nobody else has a million so i i've got at least a million people out there to to you know, I've got two million plus yeah. opportunity. I guess you would say, yeah, which is great. I love that. And the uh, guys like uh, you know GM and and what people like that are doing is, hey, they're creating, they're capturing a super young market. It, at least I would assume, right? Uh, yep. And so eventually, that that person is going to want to know how to hit a you know ball out of a bunker. And then they might find one of my videos or so. And if I can't teach you how to hit out of a bunker, it, I would be a horrible person to say, look, if I can't teach you, I don't want you to learn from anybody else. Like that would be ridiculous. Right. So if, if my way doesn't work for you, then hopefully you'll find somebody that does.
0: Yeah. I think of it as almost, it's like a passive collaboration. Obviously we do active collaboration where we work together, but in a way we love it when you see someone who's done a similar video. Because, you know, if people Mm -hmm. are enjoying that, YouTube's going to do its job and suggest our video and people bounce around that way. So we've always said that I think the more golf on YouTube, the better Uh, in a lot of ways. It's it's just great for all of us. Um, So that that being said, I mean, you said originally you you weren't watching YouTube. I would imagine now you're more of a YouTube Mm -hmm. consumer. Are there other channels, golf or otherwise, that you personally enjoy watching? Or even some maybe you take inspiration from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so well, one in recently, not too long ago, so Bubby Golf does a video. And I kind of got like railed on this a little bit on my channel, but I kind of expected it. He does a video about this golf chuck it, this toy, this golf toy, right? Yes, yep. And I was like, okay, and I was waiting for an opportunity like this. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Because one, he never even used it. He just talked about it and talked about it in swing. So I said, okay, cool. This is a great opportunity. I want to see what happens with like the algorithm. If I do a video actually using this thing, which I did I actually bought it and said, okay, here's how you use it to get the best result and did a video. And people were like, you didn't give Bubby any credit for it. I was like, it's perfect. I didn't want to give him any credit for it. Not because he didn't deserve it, but because I wanted to see what would happen in terms of the YouTube and what, 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 does YouTube do with that? Right. Yeah. He does a video. I kinda, I, I don't copy the video, but I do a, uh, uh, I piggyback right off of it. And I do another video. I do a video very, you know, on the heels of it. What does YouTube do with all that? Well, I, it, it's his number one viewed video on his channel
0: yeah.
2: by, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Right. Is it because like, why? He didn't even use the thing. And I'm not saying like, it's cause of me, but it's because of that. Like you said, that passive collaboration in YouTube, right. they always go, they go back to the original one, like, oh, this is where it started. So therefore that's the one we're going to push out to more people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's, what's great is that we can, uh, use and piggyback and stepping stone kind of off other people's videos. And it helps everybody like i i feel like that helped his grow mine did okay and then it would help other people to do the same thing
0: yeah it it, that's the best way i've found to explain his passive collaboration but it is so cool yeah i like that that. system works um one thing of course we got to dig into before we let you go is is more recently the second channel the podcast so first is this is this your first alternate channel and, and secondly, what, what made you decide to go into uh, a podcasting format?
2: Well, I, I always like the podcasting stuff. You guys do a great job on the podcast. And you. Uh, yeah, you guys are really good. And so I'm like, okay, like I always wanted to talk more golf. And it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit on my main channel. Yeah. And I tried to do it in different ways. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It, it's I'm going to confuse the algorithm if I put long form content. Yeah, I would even do like these hour long live things on there. I'm like, no, those are horrible. YouTube doesn't know what to do with it because you have a seven minute video, you have eight hundred twelve minute videos, and then you have an hour video.
1: Yeah, you're talking. The, to remember, like, learned this the hard way. We learned it the hard way. Yeah,
2: yeah. So did I. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, now I'm gonna. I want to do the podcast. I want to talk golf. And be like really reactive and immediate to things that are happening out there. That, you know, obviously what you're doing, what all the podcasters are doing. So I said, okay, wh- and I, it took me a while to figure out the best way, let's say, to formulate it for YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if I'm doing it the best way, but I figured out, okay, this is the way I, that's best for me. Yeah,
0: well, it's Whereas, certainly gotten a lot I'm of not traction put, uh, and growth. So you're doing something right. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, again, I'm taking the categories of videos, or some categories that we'll talk about, like there's some instructional stuff. There's obviously a lot going on in the tour yeah. Yeah. with, news you know, is big. thank you, Phil Mickelson <laughs> and everybody <laughs> yeah. out there.
0: I was going to say Phil, right? Yeah.
2: Phil and every, you know, Greg Norman, there's a lot. Tiger is always, he's doing some great stuff. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So I said, okay, let me launch the podcast channel. You know, I, I kind of got the, the way I want to do it down. And yeah, that's been going. It's good. I like it. Is
1: yeah. the Mr. Short Game brand sponsored at all? Do you have any sponsors you work with, partners that pay you to just promote? No, it's all no, ads. No,
2: no. It's all ads by, and then you know is some that affiliate.
0: choice, or yeah. Because I know some people will perfectly purposely, purposely stay away from brand deals because they, they have it worked into the way they do their content as far as uh, comparisons and things like that. Um, is that something that is it by design? Have you designed it that way?
2: Yeah, I had a deal. It was almost done with a big brand, huge golf company. And it, like at the last hour, I, I reached out to him. I said, guys, let's not do it. Hmm. Let's not do it. I, I don't think it's fair to the viewer if I'm taking money from you and then reviewing your equipment at the same time. I just don't think that's going to, like, I'm going to be biased. How could, you know, I'm not, and I don't want to do that. Like, sure. Send me free stuff. Like, that's great. But just know, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to say if I love it or I hate it. So I, I turned that down and then I just said, look, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do those brand, those big brand deals like that. I'll do affiliate with some stuff. And even now I'm kind of getting rid of a lot of that because a lot of the stuff I I don't want to feel like a salesman, like oh buy this, buy that, buy that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So,
2: you know, and yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough line to to walk, but because sometimes you'll people will say, "I'll pay you this much to review our product,"
0: right? And then I'm like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. right." <laughs> it's a sure. tough, like it's uh, a rope. It really is. I mean, our our personal litmus test has always been a, would we say the same things about the product, whether we were sponsored or not? So because we Mm -hmm. know your ability to stay genuine, people are very smart. They'll see right through it if you're in genuine, but if you can speak genuinely about it, like we've been very fortunate in the few brands that we've worked with that we could speak that way. One and two, we always structure it so that, and we're very fortunate the brands will allow this, that they don't have any control over the content. So mm-hmm. as long as we can do what we want and say what we want, we know we'll come off genuine. But mm-hmm. that's hard. Not every brand will get that. And it really truly has to be a match, you yeah, know. That's true. We did a podcast last week and we we're talking about uh, Ricky Fowler and Cobra. Like something like that that's just like oh. it seems like it should have been there from the start. Like it's just like it's just such an <sighs> obvious match, you know, in some ways. Yeah, sometimes works and and other times you can tell when it doesn't, when it's somebody just saying something because a brand told them to say it. I think that being authentic and genuine is one of the most important things when it comes to developing this type of stuff on YouTube or whatever your content creation space is Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Matt,
1: what's next for you, for Mr. Short Game? What's, I don't want to say the end goal, but uh, what do you got your sights set on near future what, what do you got going on?
2: Like, well, okay, with I Mister mean, Short game, tell us about it. I do. I do have some some big things coming up. Yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I want to drop it so soon, but uh, <laughs> no
1: exclusives here. Huh?
0: Yeah, uh, no <laughs> exclusives
2: here. Uh, we're tr- I'm trying. Okay, I'll tell you this. I'm trying some things out in terms of our. These aren't big. I've already launched the Mister Short Game Korean channel, Ooh. so that I'm tr- you know I'm testing it out, trying to see if there's a market in these alternate languages. Yeah, sure. So uh, I do have somebody uh, handling that and dubbing it and taking care of all the uh, you know th- thumbnails and titles and descriptions, which is uh, but
0: you mean you, you know myself Korean that- for this. <laughs>
2: No, no one, no one involved speaks these languages. So it's all, you know, parceled out to get, to get people to do that. So we're, we're doing some testing there to see if there's, if that's an option to, well, we launched a a Korean version of the channel. So we're going to do Japanese as well and see, see what happens. I mean, who knows? The great thing about YouTube is you could try stuff and like, oh, that didn't work no big deal like you'll know that's what's great about it it's immediate feedback with very little investment Mm -hmm. so that's that's already happened at least the korean version that's no big scoop the other big stuff is is coming which you know it's it's big in the world of golf so you can just kind of kick that around and see what you could come up with but (laughs) uh, hopefully i'll be around well you'll see very shortly in june beginning of june okay that uh some cool stuff on the channel
0: all right that should be the biggest hit everybody should
2: figure it out right there yeah
0: that's yep. that's all we need uh-huh. that's for sure <laughs> well do any of those plans let me answer this. any of those plans bring you around our way because we'd love to get out there on the course with you sometime
2: well you guys what up in jersey um jersey. long
0: island uh, jersey no, we're right on, outside of the
1: city it's yeah the west side we of stay the city. away from long island yeah. as much as we can
0: stay out of that traffic okay okay
1: oh <laughs> well, yeah uh may,
2: maybe in uh July, late July, it might uh, bring me. So you don't want around like your neck Art of the woods Wally next week. <laughs> yes, I. No, I'm just kidding. I got, Wait, my plans
0: just <laughs> cancelled yeah.
2: <laughs> just change. I'm free next week. Next week I am free.
0: Yeah.
2: June June sixth or June 9th through the eleventh, I'm not
1: free.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. It just keeps dropping them for keeps us. dropping those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First, I'm not available during those wins. times. Yeah. It's almost U.S. Open time, but.
1: Okay, well, wow, almost not quite. Stuff.
0: No, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. You guys should figure that. You guys should know what that I think is Frank already. Knows but... and I
0: don't. So <laughs> he's going to tell me after. I just don't know what we can say. I don't want to blow that up. So I think we'll be we'll keep it a fun <laughs> comment game. We'll let people drop it in the comments who who figures it out first. We'll allow that. I got it. Zach's got it. Let's oh, go Zach's
2: down. got it. He's got, he's on the computer looking it up. Like yeah. what's over yeah. there? there?
0: I'm, the, I'm the website editor, so all that kind of news comes through me. Yeah, yeah. that's that's his, his oh, okay. job over there. But all right, so yeah.
1: Well, lucky.
2: what about you guys? What what do you guys have got big coming out? That's all I'm curious about.
1: Well, we're uh you know, near term we're heading up to uh Boston Sunday to go to US Open Media Day. We're gonna be playing and filming Brookline. Ooh. It's funny enough that we've uh I think we only got one spot, so I think we're gonna do front nine, back nine. Yeah. You know, whatever. <sighs> so we're Yeah, that'd be fun. But
0: I tell you, taking a little bit of inspiration from you and, and the grind, I mean one thing that's for us the next big thing is we started this media company and now almost 10 years 10 years next month 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and Mike and i both do this part-time we still have full-time careers that we're working our way out of doing them half-time so the next big thing is the leap as you said and just being able to jump fully into it and i'm right now uh mike has some contracts in his industry that he's a little bit more tied up but i'm looking to make the leap on, on june 1st we're getting there yeah so to full I love time. it. I love it. Right now, every everything we do, we do two days a week for Golficity. So uh, that's why you can imagine, oh, especially wow. these video shoots. Like I said, we can't waste a moment's time because no. that could be your whole week's worth of content. So our personal goal is to get to that point where we have the full time to put into it and really start to put out more content and level it up.
2: I love that. All right, so June first is
0: your day nurse is my day and I'm, I'm working he said job. that with a little I, stutter in your voice you know what? I, I come from i, I work <laughs> a family business my father started the company yeah and I, I've been working for 15 years and my brother's there and he's the one who's interested in continuing it and I'm just working I don't it's not like a any job where you could just leave and feel fine about walking out the door it's a lot of uh, yeah. making sure that he's taken care of and they can do it and I'll, I'm sure there'll still be times I'm checking in but it just you know, crossing T's, dotting eyes, and 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 just wanting to right. really dig in on this, which is our passion. Because if I think if you
1: want to. this thing to grow, I think you gotta be per- You gotta be serious. You gotta take it full time. You yeah. gotta ramp up. Gotta content, make the lead. output.
0: Yeah. All right. Sure. So that's what's on our yeah, agenda. Yeah, hundred
1: percent.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. I'll be. I'll keep my eyes on you guys. See what. See what happens. Come. Come June first. Likewise. And beyond. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: right.
0: <laughs> all right well that's great listen again appreciate you taking the time coming on talking with us giving us the full story going back to those first couple of videos it's just it's always an interesting journey to to hear how people as successful as yourself got to this point with golf with everything else uh so appreciate you you taking the time humoring us and digging in on some of these questions we really appreciate it
2: yeah anytime it's good 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 times
0: Awesome. And look for many exciting things to come from you in the future. Thanks for coming on the show. You got it. All right. So that was fun. And you guys let us know, are you enjoying these types of interviews where we get to dig into some of your favorite and some of our favorite content creators and find out about their journey? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I've always found that golf is like this singular piece that kind of links us together, but there's so many different people who've arrived at the game in so many different ways. So interesting here. My first time hearing that he didn't start the game until he was 18. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed this series. We want to get more of them on. And if there's other content creators that you'd like to see here, just do a deep dive interview. Uh, let us know in the comments because um, I'm really enjoying this. It's
1: cool. And it's it has to be inspiring, especially for you to hear a guy who said he was flat broken back against the wall. Yeah. And he made the leap and you going full time, not in that position. It's got to feel a little bit better like he went all in and he made it work and it was such a cool story to hear i didn't know that about him i had mm-hmm. no idea uh, i just always thought he was successful from the start you Me know either. doing this but
0: it, it's it's true it's sometimes it takes a lot of guts it does to, to make that leap mm-hmm. especially it takes a lot of guts to hang on as he was saying when it's just like imagine you know the next video you have to keep putting out just yeah. to get to the point where you're paying the bills right. and it, uprooting it's
1: a- the whole family the kids going to the other side of the country and starting again and just Going for it. Tough journey. But very what, inspirational. But
0: what I like is that he that Matt has a very great way of adding his own voice to the game, voice to his instruction. And just like when you get one-on-one instruction, you've got to jive with the instructor. Mm-hmm. I think it's similarly when you're consuming content. And I, I found it very interesting of where he kind of got that vibe, of like that you can do it and show you how you can do it vibe, was because his early own, own experience where he felt like... Uh, a little bit too pessimistic in the lessons that he was getting. So it's interesting to hear that. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, Make sure you guys give Mr. Short Game a follow, a subscribe on social, on YouTube. If you're not already doing so, you've probably seen his videos because uh, he does a great job and he's grown tremendously. But if you don't already, go give him a look. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, we'll see everybody again next week.